word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day. I'm not even going to distinguish which one is which. I'm going to let you decide which one is which. The first one is weenus, the skin on your elbow. And the second word of the day is snarf, to eat quickly and ferociously. So weenus and snarf. We have our actual word of the day and our UrbanDictionary.com word of the day. Weenus, UrbanDictionary.com word of the day. Snarf was our official word of the day, which, you know, if you pay attention to the show at all, given the words and phrases that are chosen, you could have thought, hey, maybe, you know, maybe it was the other way around, but whatever. All right. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by Regular Joes for Regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth and I am joined by absolutely nobody. I'm all by myself. But it's going to be okay because um, I'm going to be joined later by Tim for the stat of the day and and then Bill for Lytle's Locks. We'll get the return of that. It's been a while since we've done this podcast. Um, as you can hear, um, I'm feeling a little under the weather. So that, that added into a factor. Flan was feeling under the weather. It was also the holidays. I hope everybody in the cohort had a wonderful Thanksgiving. So that was that. Their football happened. We were, we weren't really doing our best job of getting the shows out there. So that's on us. My bad. The goal is to back to be back to regularly scheduled programming up until Christmas because Christmas is on a Wednesday this year. So unfortunately we'll not be recording a Christmas Day episode, but we'll be back after Merry Christmas. So, uh, yeah, that's that. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, alpha, Beta, Zeta, the Alpha. Health is wealth, man. Go get your flu shot, all right? If you haven't gotten your flu shot yet, go, because that's what happened to me. I went and I thought that I had strep throat, so on Monday went and got the strep throat test, and that came back negative, so that's dope. Don't have strep throat because strep throat's not fun. And then... I thought I had the flu for a minute, but I got the flu shot the same day that I got the strep test, so I was a little uh, little late there. I was anti-vax, and now I'm anti-anti-vax, so you should also be anti-anti-vax and go get yourself vaccinated with the flu shot. Uh, very important. This PSA brought to you by nothing. All right, so health is wealth. That's the alpha. The beta is is exactly that. Colds and flu, man. Like I got this head cold right now. I'm all filled with sinus pressure. It ain't fun going to the doctor I mean like the doctor for me is way better than the dentist I've always liked that better that's a debate for a different day but I think that's actually pretty consensus across the board if, if not if it's the other way around I mean that's kind of weird I do a good enough job of taking care of my teeth on a day-to-day basis and I don't feel like I need to go to the dentist it's like if something happens and I'm like I need to go to the doctor let's get this taken care of or let's go take a look at this you know I want to slow down the dying process but 
yeah, the cold and flu, man, you go to the doctor, they make you put on that quarantine mask and you feel, you know, just the weirdest and absolutely awful. And, and then you're sitting in the waiting room, just waiting. You still feel like shit. The doctor comes in, they're judging you off all your lifestyle choices. It's like, look, I was trying to live healthy. I guess this is just something bit me in the ass or, you know, I don't know what, what's going on here. And then, then this happens. Like, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie, man. You get done with the day at work. If you're sick, you go, you go to, you go to work a little sick, a little under the weather. That shit beats you up. You're tired at the end of the day where you just do nothing. That's what I've been doing the past couple of days. Just coming home and just, just two and a half hours, just boom, wake up. And it's like, all right, I guess on Netflix for a little bit. And then I pass out again. You wake up, go to work, hoping that you feel better. This little concoction, a NyQuil chicken noodle soup, and sleep that I got going on here is not working, not working at all. So I, I'm, I'm trying something. I don't know. Got to try a different strategy here on what's going on. I can only drink so much emergency and Theraflu as well too. It's like I, it's almost like an all liquid diet. It's absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, beta being cold and flu, and then the Zeta. The weirdest thing is swimmer's ear because I went to the doctor and, you know, hand up, big dude, but I have small sinus passages. Yeah, now where you thought I was going there, huh? Small sinus passages for my ears and my nose. So I got to get this shit blasted probably two, three times a year with just like water. I think it's warm water and peroxide, I think is what they do it with. But it's like a navage thing where they shoot it up my nose and then they also do it in my ears. And I went to go get it done in my ears this time. And now I got fucking swimmer's ear in my right ear. So, and it's been like three days. So now I'm thinking that I'm going to have a fucking ear infection. So here's hoping not. But yeah, weirdest thing, this is like the longest case of swimmer's ear I've ever had. It's one thing if you go in a pool, you know, you dive in one way or something and you get the swimmer's ear. But that usually, you know, your ear usually pops and, and, the, and the, the shit, the water leaks out. Like, I don't know, fucking less than a day later. Three days is very concerning because I can move around right now and feel it on the right side of my ear. It just won't pop. And it's very, very frustrating. So that's the alpha, beta, zeta right there. Uh, health is wealth, colds and flu, and swimmer's ear. <coughs> Oh, Jesus. I really thought I was almost there. I thought I was I thought I was close. And I told myself I was like, You haven't done it in like two weeks, so you gotta do you should do a podcast. So hand up, credit me, thank you for my service. But talking points here that I wanna get to before we, we move on to Tim. My cap conspiracy is looking pretty freaking spot on. So quick refresher here with the Colin Kaepernick conspiracy. I think it's a three legged conspiracy here, right? The media needed something. They needed. They need content, something to cover. The Kaepernick stuff. They eat up. They chew up. They spit out. It's universal across the board, whether it's CNN, ESPN. It doesn't matter. So the media has an incentive. To incentive to cover this. Then you have the NFL, who wants to get back in the good gracious, good graces of the Kaepernick supporters and people who have turned away from from him because they are turned away from the league because of how they feel like Colin Kaepernick's been blackballed. But you also don't want to offend the large sector of your, your fan base that doesn't care for Colin Kaepernick, right? So you want to appear to give him the, you want to give him what appears to be a chance to make an NFL roster. In reality, nobody's going to sign this dude week 11 into the season when it was held, right? All the playbooks that he's got, or all the things that he's got to learn for the playbook and the, and whatnot. And it's, just, it's not going to happen, right? We just know this isn't, this isn't a viable option. And then you have Cap, who gets to at least appear that he wants back in the league. But I'm looking at this from the sense that Colin Kaepernick serves more now at least as far as his legacy goes and his name, serves more as a martyr than it does as a football player with the causes that he's donating to. And every time Colin Kaepernick makes a donation or does something, it's much bigger than it, than it is, I, I think, than it actually is. But 
you know, he's making, he's out there making a difference, doing more than I'm doing. So who am I to to point the finger? I'm just saying that the way that media covers it is they they make it much bigger than what he's actually you know doing. But here he gets to die a martyr because, yeah, Cap Cap could come back and play football. We all saw the video. He looks pretty good. I don't think there's a question about if he's fit or not. I'm sure he is being blackballed, but this is where the conspiracy comes in, is if that workout was so great and you had seven or eight teams show up, why have seven or eight teams not said anything about what, what the workout was? Why has he not been, why has his agent not been contacted or why has that not been reported? See, I don't think Cap necessarily wants to come back in the league and be a backup quarterback. What if he's a backup quarterback for three, four more years and that's it? Or what if he does get a chance to start and he poops the bed? And then it's done. Like, I'm saying Cap's name and brand serves more for the causes that he's trying to serve, big and small, if he stays this guy who is blackballed by the league. Because there's a sympathy factor that'll come in to when it comes to things like donations or, fun, you know, fundraising and, and just other sides of that. But that's, you know, $2.00. I'm trying to keep this more along with the sports. That the end, it's a win-win-win. It's a rare win-win-win for everybody here. Cap gets to appear that he wants to come back in the league, but he knows that it's in his best interest if he's not. The NFL gets to appear that they want him back in the league, even though they know it's in their best interest if he's not. And then the media gets to sit back and universally across the board cover it all. And then we had this today as it popped up on my Twitter machine that one of the one of the wide receivers that Cap was throwing to at his workout actually signed with Washington today. He was credited as saying thanking he he was credited Cap in his in his um media statement when he got when he got signed and he spoke to reporters. He said, Yes, I thank Colin Kaepernick for for helping me get in the league because he you know, got some film on tape and apparently from what they saw, they they figured they'd sign the wide receiver, not Cap. So I'll look like the crazy guy shouting at the sky here, but this is one of those theories where I think the conspiracy theory is that, you know, Cap, uh, the media loves to cover Cap. The media loves to cover the NFL. The, the, you know, covering the two is just more, you know, more coverage. And everything that Cap does on and off the field, big or small, serves better, is is served better if he is not back in the league, and I think he knows that, and the NFL knows that as long as they give off the impression that they want him back in the league, that that's good enough, when we all know it's kind of BS. But this is the win-win-win uh, as far as PR goes across the board for them. All right, moving along to the next talking point. <clears throat> well, well, well. The NFC West is looking mighty interesting, if you ask me. Now, I'm not going to shit-talk the Niners, contrary to popular belief and what you might think, because Flan and Mateo and Dan and any other Niner fan that we've had on is not here for me to do it in, in front of, and so that's not, not very fair, or not fair and not as fun. It's, it's fun to stoke the fire when it's right in front of your face. Now, I will say this, that way at least you, the listener, know that, yes, I was wrong when I said that the Niners would finish anywhere from 7-9 and nine to 9-7. Nine and seven. But I am not wrong when I predicted that they would not be winning the division. And there's a very good chance that this team will be an 11-5 wildcard weekend team. Right now, they are currently sitting at the fifth seed. And if you take a look at the Niners' remaining schedule, they face the 10-2 Saints on the road. They host the 3-9 Falcons. They, play, they host the 7-5 Rams. And then they travel to 10-2 Seattle, which I still think is going to be the showdown for the division. As far as that's concerned, you have the Vikings, who are more than capable of making a run here in the sixth seed. When it's the, uh, they're playing the, they host the Lions, they travel to the Chargers, they play the Packers, and then they, or they host the Packers and they host the Bears. So right there, <coughs> excuse me, that's three wins. And I don't, I, I, mean, I don't know how the tiebreaker would be broken down there, but even Green Bay sitting pretty, 
I mean, with their remaining schedule, they play Washington, Chicago, they travel to Minnesota, and then they travel to Detroit. So Green Bay's probably got a minimum of two to three wins there. So I'm just looking, things are looking tough here. And you, you, you know, the Niners are saying, oh, well, that's fine. If we're in the fifth seed, we're playing the Cowboys, so it's not a big deal. Look, this is, the Cowboys have a more than generous enough, or more than enough generous schedule to try and build up some momentum here towards the playoffs. When you take into consideration that they're traveling to Chicago, hosting the Rams, traveling to Philadelphia, and then they finish up hosting uh, Washington. So there's enough momentum there where I think, you know, and then obviously the Saints and the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a relatively uh, easy go of it, if you ask me, uh, the rest of the way. They have they travel to L.A., they, they travel to Carolina, who of course just fired Ron Rivera, and, and you're playing Kyle Allen, who we found out's a little over his skis. Then they host Arizona, so that's potentially three wins right there. And then you have, and then they, and then they host the Niners, which again I think is going to come down to the division. Um, but at, at this rate, again, you could you could be uh, at an eleven and five, a uh, twelve and fourteen, which again, good for you, good for you, right? That's what you wanted. I mean, I guess I guess that's what you wanted. Uh, I want Super Bowls. So the fact that the Steelers are seven and five and a six seed, absolutely incredible. I I mean I, I this is what I expect from a sense of like next man up. But the way that they've been playing is absolutely incredible. The fact that they've had to go to a third and fourth string quarterback, I mean, that's just wild. You're playing with house money. Obviously, it's championship or bust, but this has just been kind of it. It's been entertaining, is what I'll say. It'll ultimately be disappointing because they probably won't win a Super Bowl, but it's been a very entertaining year, and it's shown a lot of result, and that's good. And I think the you can say the same thing for the Niners, is that ultimately it'll be disappointing, but it'll be a entertaining year, if you will, because, damn, the first half champs for sure. And then the uh, the second half, you know, that's uh, we're gonna find out more about this team. But and and for the people that were hyping up the Niners when they were eight no nine and zero against this team, you do realize that the Seattle Seahawks have historically owned this division since the division realigned in two thousand and two. Yes. No. Okay. Let me inform you. The Seattle Seahawks have won the NFC West eight times. The Rams, Niners, and Cardinals have won it three times each in that span. So I'm just, there's a consistency here from the Seattle Seahawks that you just, you don't see. And the last time the Niners won the division was in 2012. The last time the Seahawks did it was in 2016. So, I mean, just from the last time, so from 2010 even on, you had the Seahawks, Niners, Niners, Seahawks, Seahawks, Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams, Rams. And it doesn't look like LA's winning it this year. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where, yes, you can the iron can strike hot, but there's there's something to be said here about an organization that has consistency and is constantly at the top, and I just think people didn't take that into account with Seattle. They really we 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 cherish the initial misconceptions that we have about teams, right? So the initial misconception that I had about the Niners was that they were seven and nine and an awful team, and I still I don't think they're an awful team. I think that they have an awful quarterback that is overrated, and that has been my original take since they signed Jimmy Garoppolo to that to that deal the defense has looked nice but you just have to take into consideration who they've been playing and that's my biggest my biggest gripe is who have they been playing and 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 then take a look at their numbers and tell me really if that's if it's so if it's that impressive right right the numbers are great but when you take into consideration who they've played it's like uh, and that'll get lost over history if they finish with great numbers this year but it's just something to keep in mind when that's going on so, but again, I really think they're gonna they're gonna make a, a push here, and it's gonna be interesting. But I do think that they will fold, and they could be a five or six seed in the in the playoffs, and that's just 
wild to think of how great they started and then to stumble on the back half of the schedule when I said that that would happen because, you know, the schedule gets tougher and, and stuff. So, but I said I wouldn't bash them. So this is more Seahawks praise. And I, I'm looking – I mean, the, the, the NFC is going to be a wild, wild race down to the finish. I really think out of all these teams that are in the hunt here in the AFC – the Jets, Chargers, Broncos, Jags, get them out of here. The Browns probably get them out of here. I think it's really between the Colts, Raiders, Titans, uh, and Steelers because uh, unless unless the Bills start tripping up here, but we could see we could see what happens. I think it's four teams that are really vying for one spot in the AFC, and then in the NFC, all hell could break loose because the Rams are lurking there at seven and five, but I don't see the Vikings really tripping up like that. I think the NFC is more set. It's just going to be a jumbling of the of the seeds. All right, enough rambling. I kind of got off track there. Apologies. Not really. That's. I mean, that's how I feel. <coughs> two weeks of stored takes, man, watching this shit pile up. They're 2-2 two two in their toughest games. But again, no Niner fans here to defend them, so that's messed up. How about them Steelers, though, huh? I looked fucking crazy, or I sounded crazy the entire time. And it's 7-5. and five. That's wild. That's wild. What we got left? The car, we're traveling to Arizona, hosting the Bills on Sunday night, and then traveling to the Jets, and then hosting the Ravens. So probably taking an L week 17 against the Ravens. I'll just keep it on it right there. That's six losses for sure. Very good possibility that this team goes 9-7. and seven, But uh, also a really good chance that it goes 10-6. and six. So maybe, maybe we should take Mike Tomlin a little bit more seriously when we toss his name into the Coach of the Year arena, huh? How about that? How about that for Mike Tomlin? He's done a great job with this team this year, huh? I'll tell you. And people want to fire him every year. It's wild. It's wild because I'll follow the the Pittsburgh Steelers Twitter stuff and all, all the media and whatnot, um, you know. And people are just, oh, wait, you know, fire Tomlin or what, blah blah blah. And well, this year it's kind of been quiet. But in the off season, you usually hear a lot of you'll hear some some murmurs and some shit talking about Tomlin. And it's just like, but 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 he's, I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever had a losing season. So why would you fire a coach that's never had a losing season, right? That's like you know switching, changing. Changing oars here, but that's like when people say, you know, Michigan needs to fire Jim Harbaugh. Like, pause, Michigan, relax. Who, who's another coach that's going to get you ten, a guaranteed 10 wins a season, right? Like, come on, get out of here. So when people talk about Tomlin like that, I'm just like, you're tripping. You, I want whatever you're on, man. Actually, I don't because I don't think Tomlin should be fired. But apparently there's people out there that do. All right, now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. If Miles Garrett hit Tom Brady over the head like he did Mason Rudolph, the NFL would take away the Cavs title. <laughs> is that That's the stat for the day? The real one is Tommy John's career was so long, he pitched for 26 seasons. So he's the only pitcher to face both Mark McGuire and Mickey Mantle. Ooh. I, yeah. Full season where I come from. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. The reception was a little whack. All right. Oh. No, you're all good. Nope. Still got the stat, though. Thank you very much, Tim, for that fake Great. stat of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. I want to talk to you real quick about these college football playoff rankings. Yeah, yeah. That have been released. And I'm pulling them up right now. So, 
Ohio State sitting at number one, I have no problem with. LSU, uh, number two, I have no problem with. Number three, Clemson, that's fine. The issue I have is with the uh, positioning of Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Um, Again, Georgia can sit there at number four. That's whatever. It's clear that a one-loss team is going to make it into the playoff. But Utah is kind of set up in this impossible position where they're just kind of sitting around hoping – that if they can, if they well, I don't know if they necessarily control their own destiny because if Oklahoma, if no, because if Oklahoma handily defeats Baylor, then I think there'd be enough there for them to jump. Because again, the committee's shown that this is not necessarily based off of merit; it's more based off of ratings. Like, what would generate the most revenue? And does a Utah really does a Utah team generate revenue? I think so. I mean, not as much as an Oklahoma team would, but just looking at their what they're favored by right now. If uh, underdog Utah, who's actually the underdog in the Pac-12 game, if they beat Oregon <clears throat> and Oklahoma is favored by eight and a half, I think you throw Utah in there because they're technically the underdog and they're having a quote-unquote tougher schedule to face. That's true. I, I'm not, interesting of note here that the committee has Alabama at number 12 effectively just saying, yeah, we promise they're not going to sneak in here. We'll make sure of it. But I th- so if Georgia beats LSU, I think that there's enough grounds there to keep LSU in as a four seed and then move Georgia up to three and Clemson moves up to number two as long as they handle Virginia, regardless of what happens in the Pac-12 championship game or the Big 12 championship game. Because right. really, I don't think they're going to let Baylor in. So LSU's in, in regardless if they win or lo- they just have to lose close to Georgia. If Georgia wins, then the top four gets shooken up, but it's still the same top four teams in the playoff. Yeah, there's no way that they're going to let Joe Burrow not be in the call. The LSU's offense has been way too good this year. Their defense, I don't know about that, but their their offense has been way too good to not let them not let them be in this year. But I think Utah's in the biggest position here to get screwed by anybody because obviously if they lose, they're done. And even if they do win, they, they still have to take a look at what Oklahoma does because if Oklahoma goes out there and shit pumps Baylor, I think there's enough grounds there that if LSU defeats Georgia, Georgia's a two-loss team, they're out. And then the de facto, you know, Baylor's out because they're a two-loss team. And then the four seed comes down to a 12-1 and Utah team or a 12-1 and Oklahoma team. And that's where I think they, go, they give the nod to Oklahoma. Right, but if Baylor covers that spread, I don't think that I still think if Utah wins and Baylor covers that you got to throw Utah in there. Even just, if even if Utah wins as the underdog against against Oregon. Yeah. I think well I think the underdog thing against Oregon's just the Vegas thing but that's whatever. All right, right Tim. But still that just shows kind of like the strength of schedule whatever. So that's how Vegas is showing it then. When this weekend is done, the top 4 will be Oh, you're you're asking me to pick here? Yes. The top four will be Clemson at number one, mm. OSU at number two, okay, LSU at number three, Georgia at number four. Okay. I don't see it changing. I think all I see is Clemson jumping up to the number one spot. I think they they're favored by <clears throat> they're giving up twenty eight points in the pack or in the ACC title game. I chose in our little betting. Well, that's okay. Great transition. Great transition because now we can go to your best and worst picks. We're going to do Lytle's Lock, so a little preview for when we bring Bill on a little bit later. I I didn't go wild cards this week because we're going to bet so many. We're betting all Power 6 conference championship games and then two NFL games. So, Tim, you're going to give me your two most confident and your two least confident picks. 
So my most, oh, my two most confident picks. Ooh, I like that. Um, I got. You're right. You're right. Two most confident and the most and the least confident. How about that? The two most confident and the one least confident. Okay. okay. So I'm taking I'm taking Virginia and the whole 28 points that Clemson's given up in the ACC title game. Yeah, even though Clemson will cover by 35. It's college football, folks. You cannot. You're up by four touchdowns. It's going to be a miracle in a championship game. If they if they cover, I will do something special for you, Jeff. <laughs> All right, fantastic. I don't, I don't know what yet. I don't want to free start, content. Like, free content. I'll take it. Yes, we'll we'll figure something out. Um, but I got Virginia covering the spread. I mean, sure they'll lose by twenty seven, but not twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, very confident in that one. The other one I'm confident in is is man, the Ravens are just so good. I got them covering against the Bills. The minus five and a half against the Bills. Yeah. In Buffalo. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. And the Ravens then are just, they're that good. I'm sorry. And then your least confident pick. Least confident pick. I don't know. I took the Jets and the five and a half points against the Dolphins. Mm, yeah. They're giving five and a half against the, against the Dolphins. Got to be the yeah. blood touchdown. I don't know. I don't know. That, that don't... seems, uh, Adam Gase seems primed to get embarrassed again. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Luckily, I don't have to pick for about another 10 minutes, so we're good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the one that I'm not the most confident is is I took Utah. <laughs> After we yeah, just I'm got done talking about yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm not super all. confident, but I want to see it happen. That's yeah. the fandom in me. I'm like, all right, yay, come yeah, on. It'll Utes. be cool. Um, that's on. That game is happening on Friday, correct? Correct. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. No, Tim. Tomorrow's Thursday, so nice try. But oh, oh, when goodness. people when people are listening to this, yes, it will be tomorrow. So actually, <laughs> yes, congratulations, you got me there. Um, I I don't know, man, because new you know humble brag Newman they got to uh, the CIF regional, so I think I might sneak off to to that game if I'm feeling better. I might sneak off to that game on Friday, see if I could schmar my way in there for free, and then if not, I'll just stay at home and watch the Pac-12 championship game. But no Osceolos. I will diff. I'm not feeling well, then I'm clearly not going to be going to Aussie Hellos. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. Man. Yeah, the dedication. Brutal times. It'd be like Jordan's flu game, but it's except it's in a public place and with alcohol. I don't know. Maybe it would help. Maybe that would help the immune system. Doubt it. I don't think it would. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> I think you'll just catch a new kind of flu symptom that Doubt only sharks it. can get. Yeah. All right. Only found in sharks and sloots. Mysterious diseases. That'll be perfect for Alpha Beta Zeta. Content, content, content. That'll All right. Be the newest segment. <laughs> Mysterious diseases. So I went out to downtown Santa Rosa. Yeah. Guess what I contracted? <laughs> no one else knows. <laughs> I was hoping you would. Yeah. Rash or I gotta work on yeah, work on the segment. <laughs> I got a rash, but it doesn't itch. Yeah. Yeah, itch or does it itch or no? <laughs> That'd be the. Does the it, is it natural for it to look like Superman's crystal palace coming out of my? Chair? All right, thank you very much, sir. All right, Tim, we'll be talking Welcome. to you, talking to you again on Sunday. Okay, try and stay yes, up on we Sunday. Got some hot stove, we got some hot stuff going. Some hot stove going. We'll be talking about it on Sunday. Okay, I promise. I All promise. Right. You have a wonderful evening and feel better. I'll try. Lots of, have lots... yourself a hot toddy. Yeah. No. 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 Ginger ale. Yes. With whiskey in it. Oh, okay. I was like, what the, what? Oh, yeah, actually, I could make that happen. I just had a regular ginger ale. I could definitely have some. That'll help me go to sleep tonight. 100%. Uh, a hot toddy is just hot water, honey, lemon juice, and whiskey. 
Yeah, really? That's all it is. Oh, okay. It's delicious. Sorry, It'll dude. knock your ass out, son. Sorry, dude. All I do is just, you know, take straight shots of whiskey, so we're good. And then drink, oh, drink oh, Modelo's. So no, nah, because then I drink, because oh, then I wash so it down, because then I chase it with a Modelo. So, you know, we're good to go. Just straight shots of whiskey. My life is bro. So try, Just trying to grow out that beer the best I can. My soul patch. So, <laughs> thank you very much. So much soul. So much. All right, Taylor. Yeah, the Joe take going on. We'll talk to you on Sunday, okay? Have a wonderful evening, Jeff. All right, you too, Tim. Bye. All right, bye. Put up or shut up. It's time for Lytle's Locks. And the return of Lytle's Locks on Wednesday. We visit with our friend of the show, Billy Lytle. Billy, it's been a while. I know you've been hunting and, and doing all that. What's the uh what what's the haul been like? It's nice to be back. It was a uh, it was a good month. Yeah, what was what were, what were some of the highlights that you got? Uh, ended up getting uh, both my mule deer, so and Montana was pretty good. Okay. Nevada was Nevada was a lot harder. Okay. I had to work a lot harder for that one. That's what she said. So, but all in all, you those are some those are some good trips. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Okay, got to see some real cool country. Like it, like it. Out there, Montana. Uh, I can't say the same for your bets, though, sir. Your bets were a little rough here. Not gonna lie. They were ugly. They were ugly on my road trip. Yeah, while you were away, your focus was definitely not in the game, not in the betting game. But it's okay. There's plenty of time to bounce back. When we take a look at the standings right now, uh, Flan is actually the lead dog. Actually, Flan and Tim are tied at top at 33, 22, and one. You are. Oh no! Just kidding. Mateo's in front of you at thirty twenty-five and one. You sit at twenty-nine twenty-five and one because you forgot to give me a pick on the Iron Bowl last week. Shame on you, but that's whatever. And then I'm bringing Reading up. Hard. I'm bringing up the rear there at twenty-eight twenty-seven and one, barely over five hundred, but I'll take it just given the way that this year's gone. And then you got cousin John and Dan at twenty-one twenty-four and one, and then eleven nineteen and one. So thank you, thank you for trying. Thank you. They're trying their hardest. That's all I can. That's all I can ask of them. So. Flan hasn't texted me his picks yet, but he's got until tomorrow to get, or I mean, you know, until Friday to get him in, and then they become a visual official. But uh, let's get this thing started here. How are you feeling about your picks this week? Championship week, these are some championship picks. Yeah, no wild card because we are picking all Power 6 conference games. So we'll start off with the first one that's happening on Friday. Number 5, Utah versus number 13, Oregon. Oregon, the favorite, giving 6.5 points here. I was talking to Tim. This was one of the games that he was actually very unsure about. And you look across the board, Mateo and Dan are picking Oregon. Tim and Cousin John are going Utah. I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm leaning I'm leaning Oregon, man. I don't know about this Utah team. I haven't watched too much of them. That Utah team's got a great defense, and I do not trust how hitting this Oregon's offense has been. Herbert's had some pretty bad games this year. Yeah. Yeah, especially when he's gone up against stiffer competition, and that that them Utes can play some D. Them Utes can play some D. <laughs> so you're gonna play. You're gonna take Utah. Oh yeah, Utah. Utah wins. Okay, or loses by at least less than six and a half points. Interesting. I think. Uh, I I think for certain Oregon finds a way to win this game, 
but I'm going to also take Utah just because of the points. That's, uh, yeah, that's a lot of points. I'm surprised that's such a wide spread. It's they an, must have and I don't. It, well, I mean, it's just it's an enticing spread. It's like, oh, my God, that's almost a touchdown. So it's like, why not? I don't know. All right, moving on to the next one. We have number seven, Baylor versus number six, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is giving eight and a half points. And I think as long as Oklahoma covers, which I think, you know, I'm just going to say it right off the bat, I think they do. I'm taking Oklahoma as well as uh, everybody else except for Dan. Dan's taking Baylor for some reason. I think Oklahoma, this is the type of win that's going to propel them into the top four uh, despite what happens on the Pac-12, ta- Pac-12 championship game. Baylor is the only team in that conference that actually plays defense mm-hmm. and which is really weird because Baylor has never played defense, but it's the Oklahoma offense, man. Like, come on. Like, no, I don't think that, uh, Jalen's gonna, Jalen's going to the playoff. Yeah. He's going to the saving. He's just got to be loving it. And they lost that iron ball. Oh, 100%. He's definitely going to show up this game and make sure they win and win convincingly. Well, I'll wait until we're done making our picks before we get a get an idea of what we think our our final four is going to look like. But uh, next, moving along, this is a rematch of a game we picked last week. That kind of I think I'm looking back at the at the game right here, Cincinnati. So Memphis. So this is Memphis is playing Cincinnati. So number twenty, Cincinnati is playing number seventeen, Memphis, and. What's interesting is uh, Memphis moved up one spot last week. Cincinnati fell two after this game because Memphis won by 10. The spread last week was 11. This week it's only 9.5. So I'm led to believe that I'm going to go. I think, I think I'm going to take Cincinnati this week because I think Memphis will beat them. But I think that having the, the film on tape, I mean, that's redundant. Wow, that sounded stupid. Having the film, <laughs> having the film is going to really help them be able to make the necessary adjustments to not get their their ass whipped by you know that much. Maybe they lose by a field goal, and it's pretty consensus across the board. The only person disagreeing with me is cousin John taking Memphis. What say you, Bill? Yeah, I think the Bearcats can get it done. I rode with them last week, thinking that they could cover, and they did. And I'm thinking they can cover again. Yeah. A touchdown. I mean, yeah, back-to-back weeks playing the same team. It was a 10-point game. You wouldn't think that they get blown out. I don't know if they win, but I definitely see them losing by at least a field goal, which is just enough to cover. So, hey, good teams win, great teams cover. So we'll find out that we'll find out what kind of team Cincinnati is uh, over the weekend. All right, the SEC championship game. This one always hurts when Florida's not in it. Number four, Georgia playing number two, LSU. LSU giving. It hurts a lot. It, it hurts a lot when Florida's not in it. So it's been, it's been hurting a lot lately. Yeah, I was going to say, it, hurt, it, it hurts for many years. <laughs> Relax. Uh, so LSU's giving seven and a half points against Georgia. Uh, so far we have Dan and Mateo taking LSU, Tim and Cousin John taking Georgia. What say you? Uh, when I was in Montana, there's three guys from there out there and from uh, Georgia. Uh-huh. And they all talk like this, and we watch one of them football games together. And them Georgia boys ain't going to be able to handle that LSU boys. <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually, on um, on Blackout Wednesday, was the uh, was the last show. That was, I don't think, I forget what happened with Flan. And at the last minute, I decided, no, no podcast. And I went out to Sebastopol. And 
one of my coworkers, she went to the University of Georgia and so did her boyfriend. So I show up and I have my University of Florida hat on and immediately they're giving me the bird, but then I come over and drink with them. And yeah, dude, their, their draw is just something else. And it's so funny. They love Georgia so much, but even they know, even they know LSU is a bad team this year. So uh, you're going to take LSU in a seven and a half points. Oh yeah. The, the knowledge of SEC football for people that live down there is unbelievable. It's cult-like. It really is. That's, I think, the best way to describe it is it's cult-like, and it's historical, and it's very, it's usually pretty accurate. There's a lot of delusion, but it's also pretty accurate. You know, it's a mix in there like most things. But I just Georgia think... Georgia was playing Auburn, and they knew, like, the majority of the backgrounds for the Auburn players as well. Yeah, it's like they've, it's because they follow the, they follow those recruiting classes and whatnot. And it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous because, you know, not a whole lot, especially in Alabama... Not a whole lot of not a whole lot of football teams down there. The Falcons aren't necessarily good, so might as well follow the University of Georgia. Nobody yeah. cares about the NFL. Yeah. So, uh, but I think LSU's offense, their defense is not so great, but I think their offense is really special, and I think that I think that Joe Burrow's just a better quarterback than Jake Fromm, and for that reason alone, I, I feel like LSU could easily win this game by ten points. So I'm also gonna roll with LSU. All right, continue. Burrow's a legend for the jersey. Yeah, um, that actually was pretty dope. And then the camera angle, props to that cameraman. Did you see that video? That, was, that video was wild. No, I didn't see the video. Oh, dude, it's like cinematic, man. It's something that like something Scorsese would do. Speaking of which, I've only made it through half, half, two tries, and I've only made it halfway through the Irishman because it's three and a half fucking hours long. But I, uh, I, yeah, I just can't. I've been watching it while I'm six. So that's my fault. But um, all right. Anyway, moving along, we have number 23, Virginia, playing number three, Clemson, where Clemson is giving 28 points. Bill, this is fucking ridiculous. Dan and Mateo are taking Clemson and the, uh, giving the points. Tim and Cousin John are taking Virginia and the points. Where do you lie? How is this a championship game with both teams ranked and there's that kind of spread? Because somebody had to win the, uh, win the Atlantic. Yeah, they, I mean, yes, yeah, someone's got to come out from that side. Or was uh, it, I don't know if they're the Coastal or the Atlantic. I just know that somebody had to win the other division that Clemson's not in. So, and that's that's how the ACC is referred oh. to. It's Clemson and everybody else. Virginia's re- defense was really good this year, but I'm worried if they're going to be able to score. This is it, man. Dab- I think they can hold them to 35, but I don't know if they can score seven. Dabo's starting to create straw man arguments for his team. Is going full Nick Saban. I think this is bad. Like Clemson's relatively slept walk through the season, and that's why they're coming in as the number three seed. And I think this is around the time when they take the lid off and they just kind of beat that ass on anybody that they're about to play right now. Like I honestly think, regardless of this top 25, I mean of this top four right now, I think Clemson is the best case to win a national championship. Like, okay, Ohio State, LSU, you've had a nice show. Georgia, obviously, I think you're going to lose. So, Oklahoma put him. Yeah, it's like, I don't, it's, I see Clemson. Clemson is just the obvious pick to me right now as far as what it goes with. So, I'm going to take, I'm going to take them. I'll give those points. That's fine. I think Clemson wins by five touchdowns. I can see it. I'm yeah. going with them. You're going to go it, Clemson. It's hard to lay that many points, but. You got to do it sometimes. That seems like a gift. It honestly seems like a gift. And even if it takes, even if it takes three and a half quarters for it to happen, totally fine with it. Totally fine if the second stringers come out there and they're the ones that put it over and they win by like thirty-one. You know, fuck it. Who cares? All right, uh, three more games left. Let's get to them. Number one, Ohio State plays Wisconsin. Number eight, Wisconsin, and Ohio State is giving sixteen and a half points. Ridiculous. God, I want to 
against them so bad. I was gonna say I was waiting for the reaction just based off of last week. Uh, you look across. That was miserable. Look across the board. Tim's the only one taking Wisconsin in the plus sixteen and a half, uh, and then you have um, everybody else. Mateo, cousin John and Dan going Ohio State. Are you? Where are you going? Are you gonna? You, you gotta pick. You gotta pick Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I'll take the team that plays in Columbus. All right. Uh, yeah, I I miss I mistyped that out in the text. It was not minus sixteen and a half. I will not take Wisconsin. There's yeah. a better way to put it. Yeah, you just won't get fooled again. Ohio State. I think Ohio State beats Wisconsin, but then when it comes to the college playoff time, that's when things get a little interesting there. I'd be so happy if they upset them here. Wisconsin. Happiest I've ever been losing one of these. Could you imagine if you? Well, no, because I think I think they would still make that it. That would in. throw the playoffs into. Yeah, you, I think they still make it as four. Because even if even if Utah and Oklahoma won, and let's say Georgia lost and Ohio State lost, there's no way that they're gonna go LSU, Clemson, Oklahoma, Utah as their final four. They would just throw Ohio State in there and just be like it was probably a fluke. So yeah, Ohio State's guaranteed it's the four. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking. I'm gonna ask you, what does your top four look like after this week? Um, Ohio State's gonna stay number one. Clemson, I think, bumps into two because the uh, it's an other game's gonna be close. Oh, the uh, the LSU Georgia game, yeah. Yeah, I think that I mean LSU wins by ten points late, and Clemson wins by thirty. Yeah, I think that'd be enough to bump them. So you got Ohio State, Clemson, and LSU, and then Oklahoma is the number four, regardless if you, if Utah wins or not. Yeah, they're gonna lead the Pac-12 out. Come on. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty obvious. I, that's what I was telling Tim is even if it's for I mean it's more it's not even it's not even for the sake of competition really. It's just for ratings. It's which matchups they think is gonna draw the most interest. Yeah. So, are they seriously yeah. gonna? Yeah, they're not gonna put. I mean, you know, great, great defense or whatnot. Uh, so I've been told, but you know, uh, you still not. That's not the brand that they want in there. All right, maybe if it was in Oregon, Oregon would stand a better chance. Uh, UCLA or, UC, or USC would definitely get the nod going in there. You know, you can make the argument for a Washington since they've already been in a playoff before, but that was even you know pulling teeth getting them in there. So, all right. Um, so our last two games right here: Baltimore traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo is getting uh, five and a half points at home. Uh, split or no, it's not split. Mateo's taking Buffalo. Tim, cousin John, and Dan are all taking Baltimore. Who you got, Bill? I mean, Josh Allen is the man, but if Lamar brought his, is bringing his sunglasses up there, it's over. <laughs> the shade, the blade shades. I don't. Yeah, I mean, those sunglasses are making the trip because if they are, that it's raining by a hundred. It's probably snowing up in Baltimore, so I don't know why they would. But you're gonna take Baltimore. All right. I don't know, man. I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm tempted to go. I'm tempted to go Buffalo, just because I feel like how's their run? Their run defense is pretty good, right? No, actually, I take that back. Buffalo, Buffalo hasn't beaten a team over 500. The only team they did was uh, was Dallas, and now they're 500. So you know what? I'm gonna go Baltimore. I really, it, it pains me, but at least as as far as betting concerns, that's a safe pick right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Baltimore as well. All right, the I last Ravens are gonna lose again. <laughs> regular season but i don't think it's this week dude they might drop the last one against the steelers wink wink all right uh last last game for last game for us one a boy can dream kenny uh miami is traveling to the jets this is a adam adam gates revenge game and the jets are giving five and a half points so tim cousin john and dan are taking the jets mateo's got miami and you know what bill i'm gonna go with mateo i'm taking miami 
Fins up, baby. Fins up. Hashtag fins up. Without a doubt. The, it'll be the most Jets thing that they've already done it this year is losing. Yes. No, 100%. And that's what, you know, and just what I need is the Jets to start cooling down right before they start playing the Steelers. So, and the, and the perfect way to have that roll off is a loss to the, a timely loss to the Dolphins. So, you know, I, I it's something about, you know, credit made Flores because, um, I think I just I I think I just combined two coaches for the the University of Miami and uh, in Detroit I mean and, and the Dolphins Brian Flores Manny Flores that's the that's the used coach my bad or Manny Manny Diaz is the used coach Brian Flores is the Dolphins coach there you go that's why I combined the two I'm an idiot anyway so I think he's got them motivated to play and it's the front office that is determined on tanking not the players so the players are going to show up and Fitzmagic there's some Fitzmagic left in the tank remember he's always got he's always got that shit left for when he's got no business to be in games and the Dolphins will always find a way to finish 7 and 10 or 6 I mean 7 and 9 or 6 and 10 he hasn't really had his three-week run that he has every year, and last week might have been week one of it. I, I think you know he's had intermittent strokes of, of hot, and and when he and then obviously when he's not. But yeah, I agree that there's got to be a three-four game stretch where we're just like, I don't know, <laughs> should he get another contract? Because look at what he could do, you know. And it's like some there'll be a team out there that gets fooled. And that'll give him another contract because there's a little there's a little three game run of Fitz Magic left, and I think that this is the perfect week for it to to continue. So you're gonna take the Dolphins as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Very very simple. All right, Bill. So how you feel about these picks overall? Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Well, we'll see. I think we're pretty much we. Wow. Pretty boring. We agree across the board. So. I, yeah, you uh, bet. I, I thought you made sense today. You better. <laughs> all right, fuck off. All right, you better. You better. Uh, you better be feeling damn good about these picks. So, all right, not much to say there. We'll uh, we'll check in with you again on next Wednesday. You going hunting this weekend? Oh yeah, big storm. Are you for real? Big storm. The ducks, Oregon. The Oregon Ducks and the real Ducks are going to get hammered this weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, stay safe out there and uh, have a have a good – I don't know what they say in hunting, right? Just have a haul without, or bring back a haul. Is that like a way of saying like break a leg or good luck in hunting? Yeah. That works. Okay. I was going to say they don't have like – yeah, they don't have one. Huh? Shoot shit. How about that? Yeah. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't think you tell people to break a leg. Well, no, I wouldn't say break a break a leg is like what they use in like, you know, theater and shit like that. But that's what I'm saying, like have a haul or like bring back a haul, like, you know, have a good have a good fucking sesh. I don't know. That's how I say shoot shit might just work, you know? Just yeah, it, 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 simple alliteration sometimes the best. Yeah, shoot shit but not people. So <laughs> SSBP, there you go. Shoot shit but not people. So all right, all right, Bill. We'll uh, we'll check back in with you next Wednesday. Sounds good. All right, have a good one. Bye. Too. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Holy shit, I can't even front right now. I'm so doped up on, on cold and cough medicine and whatnot doing this that out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a giant ass spider the size of like a, a Coke can, if you will. Oh, that made me jump. That was absolutely ridiculous. Holy shit. Okay, uh, winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. We're going to start off with uh, SF uh, ni the Niners radio analyst uh, Tim Ryan 
you're going to hold this L because of some controversial ass comments that he, he said. He said that uh, Lamar Jackson was successful at faking handoffs because his dark skin with a dark football and the black jerseys made it easy to deceive the 49ers. Shut the fuck up. What the hell is this? Are you are why would you why would you say something like that, man? Like what Real quick. Yep, that that confirms what I thought. I just had to do a quick Google check to see if Tim Ryan I just wanted to make sure Tim Ryan was white. And you know what? Boom. It's confirmed. Tim Ryan's definitely white. The fuck you saying something like this for, idiot? Why would you, what? man, you could have said something like, I don't know, he's quick, his hands are deceptive, there's a technique to it, not that you would have just been blatantly saying, ah, because that fool's hella dark skin, and he's got a black jersey on, it's making it hella easier, you fuck, this, one of my favorite, favorite insults that I've come to, to learn is fuck nugget, and Tim Ryan definitely displaying the behavior of a fuck nugget right now, so hold the L, alright, uh, next up on the winners, losers list, the Rockets, the Rockets want a decision. They want they want the NBA to overturn their loss to the Spurs, um, and they basically want to replay the last I think seven seconds of the game. James Harden also had a dunk that went through the basket, and then the net wrapped around and kicked the ball back out, so they didn't count it. So the Rockets are upset, uh, throwing temper tantrums. You know, I mean, it's whatever. It's a long season. Why not just take the one loss because you're gonna experience a couple more throughout the season. You'll get hot at some point. People will be like, wow. This is a real championship contender, and then you'll hit the Western Conference semifinals, and you'll run out of gas because that's what you do. So, you know, take a look at how many shots Russell Westbrook's taken on a night-to-night basis, how much he's missing. Take a look at how much James Harden's taken on a night-to-night basis and how much he's missing. Yeah, he's shooting 24-24 from the free-throw line, but he also shot 420 from thir- from beyond the arc, right? Like this, these guys are wild inefficient. The style of play, when it works, is beautiful, and it's, you know, the high volume of shots, okay, that's amazing. Yeah, the Dubs did it first. Well, at least they did it They did a really successful first, I should say. So hold this L, because when you're not, when that style is not working, and then you get this iso ball where you're just trying to draw fouls, I mean, you're going to tire yourself. This is why you tire yourself out, is because of the style of, the style of basketball you play. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's whatever. Next up on winners, losers, uh, Carmelo Anthony is playing well. So I will hold this L, and Carmelo can hold the dub for right now. And, yeah, I thought for sure it would be one of those things where, like, Melo's going out there hucking it, like, much like I thought with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, where Melo would go up there and huck up 25 shots a game, and he'd maybe get 8 or 9 to fall, and he'd have a terrible shooting percentage. Like, no, dude's actually, like, pretty efficient right now. He's shooting 50% from the field. Like, that's that's pretty good. And he's putting up, like – you know, anywhere from like 14 to 18 shots a game, and he's hitting, you know, seven to nine of them. Like, that's pretty good, Melo. Like, you know, uh, I mean, right around the shots that I thought he'd be making, but uh, very, very, he's he's savvy with his shot selection. So, I mean, good for Melo. So, all right, next up on the winner's losers list, we have the Atlanta Braves signing Cole Hamels. I am looking up how much exactly they got him for. And I'll see it. But I know that it happened. So there you go. I don't know how much it's for, but the Braves, I think the Braves are going to be sneaky good next year. They've done a really good job of building up that farm system. And that's just going to be one of those teams where it's like, all right, you know, 
Uh, I think they're going to be a juggernaut. I think that the Dodgers will probably still make the playoffs, but the Braves will come out of the East. They'll st- they'll they'll overtop the Phillies again, and uh, or did the Phillies win the division? Regardless, the Braves will make the playoffs, and the Braves are going to kind of be a low-key wagon next next couple of years here, two three years. Be ready as the Giants are slowly rebuilding. Just pay attention to the Braves. Look out for them. All right, uh, and then the Phillies signed Zach Wheeler to a five-year, one hundred eighteen million dollar deal. Uh, there's a no trade clause as well, so I mean, congratulations, like a great signing. Uh, but I just, I mean, so a win, you know, something, something to get excited about. But again, I still think that the Braves are going to be taking this division. Doesn't mean that the Phillies can't get in as a wild card, you know, maybe try to wreck some havoc in there, make something happen, shake things up. But I, I really think, um, you know, the the Braves have got something going here, and we'll remember that when we visit Tim with Tim again. Um, we do the MLB hot stuff on Sunday. So, again, just uh, something to keep in mind with these picks. I like the signings. Good for them. That's that's dope. That's good for these teams. They need that. <coughs> All right. Uh, next up on winners, losers, we have the worst record in the NBA belonging to none other than the Golden State Warriors, who are 4-19. and 19. They have a winning percentage of .174. It hurts, man. It hurts. This is a win-loss right now because pride-wise, you're definitely taking the L, but at least as far as draft lottery considerations go, you're setting yourself up for a very, very nice pick, which is dope. The thing that hurts, though, is waiting all year for basketball season to start, and then it starts, and then it just completely falls off the rails, and then now you have to watch it drag on this year because you're watching a team that will compete for three and a half quarters and then find a way to lose, which is amazing, and then in itself. And then you watch the NBA playoffs so that you don't have your team in there when you've been accustomed to being them them being in there at least for the past six years. And then you have to wait. Then the draft comes. You get hella excited. And then you just hope that everybody's healthy for the start of next year and that it all works out. But, I mean, it's just that's going to be – that's so long away. That's so long, long, long in the distance, you know. So that's upsetting. But – also, not uh, in the distance, but not so far off in the distance. Next up on the winners-losers list, we have uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Donald Cerrone is going to be facing off against Conor McGregor uh, in the UFC. And honestly, <coughs> this is a dope matchup, but as a McGregor fan, it, he's going to be tested here. I hope he's been working out. I hope he's been, I hope he's been training and, and doing what he needs to be doing because Donald Cerrone ain't no joke, right? This is going to be a very close one on the, uh, on the betting, on the card. So I look forward to trying to score some money off this. But, yeah, it's, I mean, this is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a good fight because I think Cerrone can, I don't know, I'm mean, just stand-up-wise, I think these guys are just going to throw. So, and it'll be dope. There's going to be lots of kicks. They're, they're going to they're gonna go toe-to-toe, and it's going to be a dope fight. So I, that's all I can say. I'm excited. Obviously, I'm going to be Team McGregor for obvious reasons, but this is a win for us all, a win for all UFC fans that we're going to get to see this fight. Dope. All right, and then lastly, I just want to check in on my Miami Heat. Um, 15 and 6, fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, not a big deal, tied with the 76ers. So, really, I mean, and then you're half a game back. Really, at 15 and 6, but the Celtics at 15 and 5, the Raptors at 15 and 5, that's 2 and 3. So, you're, I mean, you're half a game back of, of the number two seed in the East. Not a big deal, no whatsoever. See? So the advantage that Dubs being so bad is now I can shift my love and energies for one year to the Heat. I'm totally jumping on the Heat bandwagon. I'm not even, not even denying it. Not even denying it. My Miami Heat, 
15 and 6. I'm proud of you boys. It's Tyler Hero. I need a hero. All right, the next game they play is Friday at 5 o'clock against the Wizards. <laughs> Easy money. The Wizards, what's interesting about the Wizards this year is if you haven't been watching bas- very much basketball, um, the Wizards, uh, offensive wagon, defensively, they just don't play it. Like, if you want to watch a game that is 100% offense, you watch a Wizards game. And what's going to be interesting is the Heat play defense. So, I don't know. I think that I, that would be a game to bet on. Just dropping the hint there. Just take the Heat in that game because the Wizards do not play defense, so the Heat are going to be able to score at will. And while the Wizards concentrate all their effort on offense, it's a free-flowing, up-and-down game. It's not a half-court offense, which is what the Heat is going to end up putting it in and slowing the tempo down. And it's gonna they're going to grind it out. And then they play the Bulls, and then they play the Hawks. So, there's, a, there's definitely a potential here for a three-game winning streak before you get uh, to bounce back from that loss against the Celtics uh, today. And then, and then you play the, the, the Lakers next Friday. So, uh, I, you know, my Miami Heat looking very good right now. Um, I'm proud of them boys. Yeah. All right, let's wrap things up with the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. So as we peel back the curtain, damn, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Mm, that's the worst. Mm. All right. Uh, open up the Twitter app and just see what's trending. That's what we do. Nothing, man. There's absolutely nothing going on here. Ooh, what is a Los Angeles song? Here are the 50 that define the city today. Well, the list features Nip. That's dope. Ice Cube, Lana Del Rey, and Kendrick Lamar. Wow. Do I want to click on the... Oh, okay. Going down the rabbit hole here. Number one. Just give me the number one song here. Oh, wow. They're just, they're just listing off random songs. I guess that's cool. I would have wanted a definitive list, but that's fine. LA Times, thank you. I clicked on your shit. You're welcome. All right, and anything else here? Oh, Jay-Z's birthday. Happy birthday, Jay-Z. He's 50, so that's cool. Good for Jay-Z on making it uh, making it to 50. Just take a, take a step back and, and think about Jay-Z's, uh, Jay-Z's career and how that, that has changed, how, it, how it's evolved, right? That's wild. I mean, you know, from what his image originally was to what it is now. I think the only comparative image, the transformation of image I could think of that would be like Ice Cube because Ice Cube went from like hard-ass thug to family man starring in these movies, actor, you know, still an entrepreneur. Now he's the, you know, uh, owner, founder of the big three league. Like he still puts off the vibe that he could kick your ass, but he's definitely way more relaxed. And I feel like Jay-Z is the same way, right? Except Jay-Z, I don't think could kick your ass anymore. I think Jay-Z is like, I think Jay-Z is like an older 50, like that. He's definitely settled in. He's been living a lavish and luxurious life for a while now to where he at 50 is just like an, an older 50, right? Like, and if that makes sense, then that makes sense. So, but happy birthday to Jay-Z. Congratulations. Um, Man, yeah, there is just nothing on here. Nothing going on. Pretty fucking boring, huh? 
Well, I guess that means I should probably end it, huh? Not too much going on in the pop culture. I mean, that's fine because I've been I've been fucking sleeping anyway, so you know we're all good. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Well, Flan is actually in uh, New Orleans. At least he's flying there tonight. He'll be in there through Sunday. He's gonna watch the Niners lose in New Orleans, and then uh, Mateo should be back on Sunday. Mateo have a big personal announcement. Congratulations to him. I think we talked about it. Maybe not, but I'll let him reannounce it anyway if we haven't. And yeah, man, everybody stay healthy because I wouldn't. Oh man, being sick sucks. This is the fucking worst, huh? So going into the holidays, man, stay healthy and may all your bets land, huh? How about that? Good wishes. All right, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Until next time. in the morning i smoke two joints at night i left you alone for the healing since i never gave you life i walked and built good feeling i got diamonds in my eyes but let's be real godzilla in my trunk can afford my prize can you feel the earth oh 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 can you feel the Godzilla in the trunk, got my mans in the villa with skunk, I can't trust not a soul, I'm alone, everybody done died her back home, I've been trying to reach you for the longest, let's smoke clear, but you know my tree be the strongest, my branches got banks, I'ma be here the longest, I dare you little bitch, can I be on no bar shit, young nigga shit, I'ma get ridiculed for dumb shit, don't rain in California, but my niggas ready to dump shit, I don't like no fake big, but you back on like school lunches, I eat beats, you eat ass nigga like num num, that scrumptious, don't like no fake niggas, wanna collab for the clout, but I know you niggas already know what I'm about, but I've been bossing since a jitty, and we litty at the house, niggas claim it away, but use waste for they rouse, nigga, feel the Oh, 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 oh,